Hello and welcome to episode 15 of the Ambitious Filmmaker Podcast. Today we bring on two guests, Mikey Leesner and Kyle Stoner, to talk about the future of live streaming, the importance of adapting your passions, and we even dive a little bit into conspiracy theory. So sit back, relax, and welcome to the Ambitious Filmmaker Podcast. Stoner's in wardrobe right now. Stoner's in wardrobe. Stand by. Makeup. He got his hair done this morning. The old uh, buzz job. Nice. You get a little shine on it too, the wax. It's looking nice and sheen right now. (laughs) (laughs) There it is. (laughs) I love that you got a soundboard cue. There's Kyle. Cool. All right. Well, we'll just jump right into it. Today in the studio, we have not one, but two guests, Kyle Stoner and Mikey Leesner. And these two guys are the founders of The Strange Road, which is a company that specializes in end-to-end production of interactive and immersive live stream experiences, which in today's day and age is more important than ever. But from what I understand, you guys have been doing this for 10 years? Yeah, we've been doing in the industry uh, for well over a decade now. We both kind of got our start on live music performance side of things. And actually, me and Mark go, we go back as far at this point and working on those live music productions. And then over the years, we stayed involved in live music, branching out to live events, large conferences, and now kind of adjusting to this live streaming world that we're all kind of finding ourselves in at the moment. Okay, let's take it back 10 years. What motivated you? Like, what was the inspiration? Like, what got you guys thinking, oh, this is something important. This is something that we need to get in on. Far back as I remember, I always knew I wanted to somehow tie in video and music because I was super passionate about both of those things. And then I got involved with uh, Promo West here in Columbus and kind of with Mark back in the day, helped them launch a TV show that was all live music performance based and interviews and did that for a good couple of years. And that really kind of laid the groundwork of the multi-camera live productions. How do you put on a, put on a show with numerous cameras in a live environment? And then over the years past that, I had the opportunity to join the team at a, a highway here in Columbus. And as a production resource, the amount of knowledge I gained over my past five years there has been incredible. And that just kind of kept building on that multi-camera live production environment until me and Mikey, he actually joined Promo West and we kind of got in together that way. And it's just rolled into kind of this live event production company that we're working on now, Strange Road. And looking at doing conferences or launching a podcast of our own with some inspiration from you guys and seeing what you guys have done these past uh, year here on the video community. And now really just kind of looking and staying abreath of new technology, new methods, and how we can help enable people to share their method in a live streaming environment. Absolutely. Yeah. My path into video production was a really odd one. Uh, I did a lot of acting in high school, stage acting, comedies, uh, with my best friend, who's actually the co-host of uh, our podcast, The Strange Road Detours. 
where we explore, you know, cryptids and monsters and UFO sightings and all kinds of weird stuff. But we actually um, did comedic acting together. And I had a teacher that, you know, told me to kind of continue forward with that and took some acting classes and was in some 48 uh, film projects and found myself hanging out with the crew actually more than the actors on set and decided to have my hand at, um, you know, purchasing a little camcorder and started playing around with cameras and uh, sneaking them into concerts and festivals and, um, you know, guerrilla filming and started a YouTube channel and and then um, kind of grew that as took that as far as I could take it myself. And then I uh, got an intern internship with uh, Ron Vaughn over at Promo West and met Stoner through that. And we've been buddies ever since then. Promo West was kind of a really cool, awesome opportunity for all of us. Uh, I took over as director of video production for Ron Vaughn. I find myself producing and directing a lot more these days. You know, we really saw a need a couple years ago. Well, I've, I've seen the need for a long time now. Some of these conferences and um, whether it's lost civilizations or UFOs, these kind of niche live conferences. And, you know, this is stuff that I'm pretty passionate about and have been for years. And you just could not find a good video or even anything live streamed out of these conferences like Megalithomania in uh, England. And so when you finally would see some footage of, of some talks, it's, you know, a wide shot with the PowerPoint presentation on a screen with just the camera capturing that. So there's no, uh, you know, it's just very, very basic stuff. And it's, it's it was really difficult to watch. And so Kyle and I had opportunities in 2018 to do some work with our buddy. And we did a couple jobs and realized that the information was valuable and uh, people were coming up to us and asking us, hey, can I buy that talk for 25 bucks or 40 bucks? We saw this opening in conferences. We've kind of just built this crew, uh, just a crew of a bunch of weirdos. That's why we call ourselves the strange crew. We've been really just dial in what we've been doing and just, you know, like starting this podcast and creating content that we're passionate about, working for ourselves and creating a business and an opportunity with our collective skill sets. But yeah, speaking on what Mikey said there, our kind of our whole path that we followed has really been us just taking the things that we're interested, passionate, and want to know more about and finding a way to broadcast those messages to a global audience online. Whether that be the thousands of concerts we've both been to and been a part of the production of, and how do you use the tools, technology, capture that atmosphere, that audience, and share it with an audience that the entire world can connect in and see. So it definitely all started with music, and then meeting my kids has led me down some little bit weirder kind of paths in life, looking at conferences and messages and brands. How can we use these tools and skill sets that we've developed over the past decade to help people share their message, especially some of these messages that we think are really important to share? Man, that's awesome. It really seems like both of you talked about it in, in different aspects, but having the perspective early on in your career of understanding a need and then going and filling it rather than I'm a creative and I'm just going to do what I want and think people will like it. You know, like Mikey, you were talking about being an actor first and then 
getting involved with the crew and stoner, like taking your passion for music and then figuring out like as a concert goer, what would you want mm-hmm. on a live stream video? So how do you guys think like that perspective of understanding the other side helped you, you know, become a better director, a better producer, a better filmmaker? Yeah. I mean, I know I can speak on the live music in that. I mean, we're in it. We're not trying to produce live music over the past decade. We were probably at a concert in our spare time because being there, you know, that, atmosphere and that ambience of being in a live concert was one of the biggest buzzes I think I've ever enjoyed in life. And my approach to taking those events and putting productions around them is how do I, instead of the audience just watching a passive experience on their screen where they're just watching a perform, how do you more bring in that atmosphere and that feeling of being there at a concert and that feeling that you leave a concert with when you're watching it online? So I know a lot of our approach as it's called has been moving away from just the passive viewing experience of here's something to watch in front of you how do you bring the audience into the show and engage them make them feel like they're taking part of something not just wanting something on their computer or tablet or iphone or something like that finding the need but also in a way that you're passionate about part of the reason we started the video community is like we want people to know that you can make money doing something that you actually enjoy and a field that you enjoy. And um, and it sounds like kind of trying to innovate within like your passion for live streaming. Like how can you twist it? How can you turn it? How can we bring something new to the table? How can we explore this cool idea and make it our own? I, I love that mindset. I love that thought because I think that that's pivotal for anyone in the film industry to have that mindset as they're going down any path, finding something they're passionate about and finding a way to innovate and adapt as you guys have done moving concerts still, but also adding conferences and trying out new things, trying out new ways to pivot and tweak and explore. Yeah, it was definitely a natural progression too. For me, I've always been into kind of the paranormal and strange things my whole life and really dug in and watched every documentary and and read a lot of books when I was even a, a, a small child. It's like, how can I incorporate the things that I'm interested in with these strange kind of weird subjects and start working with, in some capacities, these researchers, authors, and these people that I've been following for a long time. I wanted to help them, whether it's producing documentaries or helping them with a project in some way. And sort of the vehicle to that is these conferences. So a lot of the documentary stuff that we want to do, we found that while we're live streaming and producing an amazing show, the concept is to get into the conferences. And while you're there, you have a dot crew that's also shooting projects for the brand as we're going along. So now we have access to the speakers, the authors that are that are headlining these particular events. And Dimensions of Disclosure was a good example of that. So we produced this amazing three-day live stream. It was 19 speakers over three days. And so while we were there kicking butt on the live stream, we had a dot crew that I was kind of running. So we've been kind of developing that program or that show uh, the summer before and um, with all the other experience kind of leading up to that is like, how can we keep this live stream running continuously? So using a platform called Crowdcast to kind of pull all this off, all these were kind of ideas. We pitched them to the producer of Dimensions of Disclosure, not really knowing how to pull it off, I guess you could say. (laughs) So we were definitely winging it as we went. There's also some element to us along this whole journey we've been on is kind of creating this reality that we want to exist and create in. When we went out to Colorado to do that live stream, 
we left Columbus in a sprinter van, <laughs> sprinter van for a year, thinking we were just going to go out and roll some cameras on these presenters, and record it, do some post-production later, package it up real nice. And we get on the road and we just got talking and having conversations. And like, we're like, why don't we live stream this thing? We've got a bunch of tools with us. So we started talking and the ideas started getting bigger and bigger. So I crawled into the back of the sprinter van, duct taped my MacBook to the table back there, started pulling all of our cameras out of the bag, started pulling all the devices we have out of the bag. And we pretty much built a multi-camera switcher setup in the back of the sprinter van on the drive to Colorado. And by the time we got there, we had it figured out where we executed three days of live streaming with really no intention of doing that before we left. But again, as we were talking, we like we kind of knew where we wanted to go. And we decided, let's put ourselves there. Let's be those guys and not let maybe a lack of tools stop us. But how do we take the tools and technology we have available and use those in new creative ways to pull off a live stream out in the middle of Colorado. We had this big goal in mind and we figured out a way to go out and do it. (laughs) (laughs) It's all true. (laughs) Yeah. But finding a way, it's just the adapting, innovating, like, you know, where you wanted to go. And so it's like, well, let's find a way. What do we have right now that we can use to get to where we want to go? It also helps to have a Kyle Stoner on your crew too. You heard it. Get one of those. Get a Kyle Stoner. Yeah. If you have an opportunity to get a Kyle Stoner, please, please find someone like that because we call Kyle. Kyle kind of earned the nickname on that Colorado trip as the production wizard. (laughs) And so we've been tying his whole stoner brand into the the wizard. So he kind of just can wave his magic wand and fix issues that are having and it's you know one minute up into the show and we're ready to go live somehow he just gets it all connected and working and it's like okay let's roll and we love that pressure we love that live pressure some people you know it's just for some people and it's not we we really thrive off of that like oh we we have this second to where we know that we're live and things better be working and if they're not then again, it's shifting gears and the show must go on. So we learned a lot of that from the concert shooting all those shows. And- yeah. And having worked some of those bigger shows, I mean, yeah, we might have much experience on like big truck shows for live production. So there's four semis out back that house all the production gear and you have big box camera lenses in an arena and a stadium. So for us, it's a lot about the tools that are now available to a lot of people at a price point that is pretty approachable. It's amazing. What you can do with these tools to achieve that higher broadcast level production on a smaller scale, smaller budget, but just kind of being creative with the tools you have available and the tools that are around you at any given moment. What great advice, like, especially for the filmmakers starting out or anybody in the beginnings of their career where they're just like, I don't know, there's this thing or that thing. Like we do help a lot of people in the video community who are like at that moment of, well, do I continue my full-time career? Do I make the jump, you know, or how do I start out straight out of college? And it's like, you just have to do it. You've just got to go all in. I couldn't agree with that more. I mean, pretty much this whole path we've been on, we kind of see an opportunity and like, let's just do it. I know a lot of our work kind of dissipated in thin air. So we were sitting there looking around at each other. It's like, well, we got time. We got these tools around us. We're not just going to sit here for the next month. So like, let's put all these tools up and let's create ourselves our own little show. 
Well, okay. Well, let's bring it into the, like the modern situation, the the current climate, if you will. So you guys have been live streaming for a little bit now. So how much do you think COVID has and will change the importance of live stream or like, where do you think it's going to go from here because of what's going on now? Pretty much the last month and a half uh, since the shutdown, as events were getting canceled, we said, well, shifting gears and said, hey, why don't we put on a virtual fundraiser and utilize Crowdcast and bring in an audience and, and put on a really engaging show still and help them raise money. We started developing these new virtual shows, but it was really just taking the client and saying, hey, we know live streaming, we know the live event world. So how can we create a program? This is just a time that we've never seen before. So people are creating these type of concepts that have just never been done. Yeah. And even in terms of like Mikey was touching on like the format of shows, even in terms of like brands, quarterly meetings, conferences. In the past, those may have been live streamed, but you were typically live streaming the live event, whether that be all the presenters on stage, the audience there in the crowd. You have maybe 100 people in the room. Where in the world we are now, it might be some time before we can put 100 people in the same room together. So it's for us where you have a conference where that audience engagement is a part of the show. How do we transfer that over into a live stream experience. So again, it's taking these events and taking them away from a passive into more of an engaged audience online. And then even for our commercial set video production guys, how do you bring the client remotely into that shoot that now you just need your core production guys on set and maybe not the whole 20, 30 people sets that we've all kind of gotten used to being able to execute our production for so it really sounds like you really are like asking yourself like, hey, how can I provide more value to my clients? Mm-hmm. What does that look like from a technical standpoint and a sales standpoint, but adjusting your passion to be able to continue doing what you love and continuing using your passions to serve that community that you're passionate about? And I know people are just itching to get out there and be working with the tools that we all love working with being around the people we like working with. So again, it's how can we use some of this streaming technology to kind of bring our whole industry back into the fold and back out there creating and making new content. You know, I just think like, especially during this time, we've been trying to preach and encourage continuing to be creative. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's a push to like, well, yes, you always have to be selling. You always have to be getting new clients if you are living project by project. But how do you how do you accomplish that while being creative? And so we've been preaching and pushing and encouraging people to just like find what you're passionate about, especially now. Like what a great time that's kind of just like stopped you and slapped you in the face to wake up, to realize what is it that you love? What is it that you want to do? What is it that you're passionate about? And then just go out and freaking do it and find companies, find brands, find that community that you love and just go start making content for them. And now is the best time than ever because... Everybody needs content in this time. The digital world is only increasing exponentially. And to be the one to provide content to that community or that company or that brand right now, you're going to stand out so much more. Any other filmmaker or director or producer, you know, or content company like you guys adjusting and pivoting is so inspirational to 
hopefully every filmmaker to be like, hey, all of my gigs were canceled. What do I do? You reached out to your clients. You're like, hey, let's do a virtual summit. Let's do a virtual fundraiser. Like, yes, I understand there's challenges, but in my eyes, I do know that COVID is just one of many challenges we're going to face as filmmakers and as business owners. And we can't take this as the end-all be-all or like, this is so crazy. It's like, no, if you're going to be a business owner and a filmmaker, (laughs) like, well, you know, like you guys duct taping your computer in the back of a Sprinter van on the way to Colorado, you know, or like, Stoner and I years ago, you pulled an all-nighter editing a video for Kroger for I don't even know what it was for, you know. <laughs> it's like, right. You just gotta figure it out. Uh-huh. And so, you know, I don't know. What kind of message would you give to filmmakers right now who down in the shit? Like they're feeling lost, really yeah. feeling depressed or feeling like, man, what do I do with my career? Or oh man, I wanted to be a filmmaker, but not now. I'm gonna go get a, a nine to five. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, I mean, for me, I'm just not a very good employee. I'm a horrible employee. Not to say, you know. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. I just can't work within those parameters. For me, if if I'm going to be successful, you know, it's like when all this happens, like, man, am I going to have to go become an Uber driver? And so, you know, after the kind of the fear and the anxiety dissolves away and you can kind of settle in to get yourself grounded and, and settle into the situation and say, well, we've been talking about doing a podcast for I don't for years and years. When everything just stops, we get into shifting gears mode into all these projects that we've had on the back burner. So anybody out there, you remember that script you wrote in college that you thought was pretty sweet? Sit down, take another look at that at that script, you know, the things that maybe you can't go out and necessarily shoot, but what are things that you want to shoot? What are things that you've always wanted to do but never had the time? Now's the time. We have the time. Get dialed in. Use this time to focus, write, rewrite your goals or dial them in. And, and when this thing opens up, you'll be better and you'll be motivated and you'll be ready to rock and roll again. Stay positive. Yeah, and I couldn't agree with that more. And even as Mikey said, like we kind of came to a standstill. And I mean, I know we had a few days where we were just all looking at each other with that same kind of fear and apprehension. <laughs> you know, like, what's happening right now is our whole industry just collapsed in a matter of two days. What do we do? We have our tools. We have our skills. Let's keep sharpening those skills in this time. And let's use our tools to create the stuff we've always wanted to create. And now that the clients aren't necessarily there right now to make visual content for, let's just make it for ourselves. So, like, you can use this time to keep sharpening your skills and keep growing so that when we do come out of this, you're hitting the ground running with new ideas, new concepts to kind of bring your skills to the market again when the market comes back. My biggest takeaway right now is keep being creative, keep creating, keep using your tools, and we'll come through this and you'll be in a better place because of it. Not to say we haven't been stressed out about bills and money and the things that everybody else is worrying about, but we're finding the extra time that we have to focus in and, and get dialed in. So, But again, just use the tools you have, the space you have, and keep being creative. Also, I want to talk conspiracy theories. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Let's do it. Talk talking about Mothman. Eric is our is our resident conspiracy theorist. He's been oh. dead quiet this whole podcast episode. We didn't even know he was here. I have a little history with Mothman that I'll share after. Oh, God, please do. Oh, let's do it now while we oh. got it. So my uh, grandparents are from and my mom grew up in Gallipolis, Ohio, which is yeah. right there by the Silver Bridge. Yep. So my mom was like a little girl when the bridge fell. And for weeks after the bridge fell, there was talk about the Mothman and like... She remembers like going across the river into Point Pleasant and like sitting along the like long road to that like bomb shelter or new the TN- TNT area. TNT, it's called the yeah. TNT area. Yep. Yeah, and they like everyone would line up their cars and sit on the edge of the road and oh yeah, look out for the Mothman and stuff. Been over to Point Pleasant many times to see the statue and in the shop and stuff. But. Well, hey, how can people get in touch with you? Follow you? You know, check you guys out. Yeah, you can find us online at thestrangeroad.com and then on Crowdcast at The Strange Road as well as Instagram, pretty much at The Strange Road across all the socials. We got on Crowdcast, we're looking to do two shows a week uh, live on there. Then that'll eventually make its way to The Strange Road podcast as well in an audio form. But we're pretty much covered across at the strip vertical finance. Stoner, Mikey, it's been great having you guys on the podcast today. And it's really cool what you guys are doing. Be sure to check these guys out. Give their podcast a listen. See what adventures they are up to next. Meanwhile, keep creating. Stay safe. We love you all. Check out our Facebook group, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Ambitious Filmmaker. Have something you want us to talk about? Interested in chatting with like-minded filmmakers? Join the conversation over at our free Facebook group and subscribe to our Instagram. Just search the video community. We'll see you next time. And remember, always be creating.